0: Welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Hyman, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who would win the best podcast host at my podcasting awards. Josh Borboni, <laughs> how are you doing this evening?
1: Is that because you can't get nominated? because It's your awards.
0: Well, I mean, I do make the <laughs> rules, but still, I would still vote for you of, of all of the other oh, podcast hosts that are out there. That's, that's a lot sweet. of other hosts.
1: I appreciate that. That was very nice of you to say. Uh, it's <laughs> a bald faced lie but I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't, it
0: is not a lie, Josh.
1: <laughs> you would vote for me over every other podcast host.
0: Who would I pick over you, Josh?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I'm getting a so course. There you of course I, like, I do. I was like, I thought you listened
0: to a ton of podcasts.
1: Yeah, I listened to, listen to too many. Scott Ackerman gets my vote. Best Man. podcast host. Uh, or Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> Clearly, Joe Rogan. Very best oh, boy. podcast host for telling the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, he would totally vote for himself. Uh, <laughs> he would. Yes, he would. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Uh it's been a rough day, but I got some nice hugs on the internet from friends, uh, including yourself. So I'll take those hugs and run yeah. with it. Just one Virtual of those days. Hugs, you know what? One of those days. I keep counting down. i you know, it's it was a great weekend for them overall. We went to our, the new ballpark here. It's not, I guess I, can I say new for the first year? And then once it's a year, I can't say new anymore. Yeah, that works. The ballpark here did a winter wonderland thing. So we had snow um, on Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. I can't. I don't know time anymore. Uh, but of course, the day of the Winter Wonderland at the ballpark, it was pouring rain. In fact, we had thunderstorms <laughs> while we Excellent. were there. That's a Winter Wonderland. It was weird. It wasn't in the forecast, yeah. and just while we were there, thunder and lightning. Uh, and they opened the first ever fully autonomous market in the ballpark oh and uh we were i think we were the first customers to use it like we get interviewed by the news and they don't you don't scan anything you just put your phone up and it uses the uh um uh, chip in your in your phone but you don't scan the products in your hands mm-hmm. and i was talking to the guys who created it and i was like well how do you know what i'm leaving with I had a bag of chips and a beer. That's what I had in my hands. That's it, because apparently my wife and son didn't want to get anything. <laughs> so they were like, "Yeah, we're, it's it'll figure it out, and you'll get an email because you have to download an app to use it, and or, or you'll get a, a message in the app." And they were like, "If any by any chance, if we overcharge you for something, there's a thing you can just reply." and fix it and I was like, okay, that's cool. And then all day it was like pending, like sale, confirm, pending, receipt. And I was telling my parents about it when we got back. And um I was like, yeah, it was really cool. And then I look at my receipt and it was just for the chips. And I was like, well I guess it's not <laughs> it's not flawless yet. I got a free beer yeah. out of that. <laughs> um but yeah it was fun. i got to my son got to meet Santa's first time meeting Santa and he got to meet the mascot of the team and you get a bunch of free stuff. Uh, it was really cool. So that gotcha. was a good start to the weekend, and then today was just a nightmare. Shit show. Oh, we got to bleep <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, sorry. 8.33. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a day. <laughs> um, How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm doing not too, I mean, clearly, I mean, apparently better than you are doing. Uh, I do. I think Amazon has stores like that on their campuses. Yes that they have where you can just walk in and grab stuff and leave and it can just tell like what you took uh, and it charges you so that that is kind of interesting and i guess theoretically a way to resolve like the need for workers because nobody needs to check that out you know um so yeah we'll see how that goes but uh i think you're good we had our first like substantial quote-unquote snow uh, from friday to saturday uh and it was one of those moments when i realized how little i actually look at the weather forecast because <laughs> i got home friday after work uh went and ran and picked up some food really quick for dinner uh, and it was like kind of raining out a little bit and i was like oh this is probably not gonna be great it's gonna freeze and that won't be fun and then i woke up and we had a solid like three inches of snow um nice. and my dogs love it they are having <laughs> a great time And it's supposed to be 70 on Wednesday. So, hey, you know, like that's the way these things go. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
1: it's going to be weird.
0: (laughs) And, you know, obviously, this is a a big deal in some areas, but like tornadoes, like when did tornadoes happen in December? Like, when has this been a thing?
1: Big tornado.
0: Yeah, like horrible. Like, very, like, yeah. People lost their lives and, and
1: very surprising.
0: So, very, like, obviously, you know, condolences to the families. That's, but like, that's not too far from you either, right? No, I mean, yeah, no, not at all. I, I mean, I have four hours, but
1: hey, that's that's close, <laughs> right? So,
0: uh, you know, it just, yeah, it's just so bizarre. Like oof, the weather is just so weird, uh, but it's okay. I'm sure everything's fine. I'm sure everything will be totally okay in the future the new normal tornadoes (laughs) and
1: thunderstorms in december
0: that's right uh hey you know (laughs) i'm trying to try to have a little bit of a happier note here josh uh please (laughs) we're rolling into obviously the the big winter holidays here thanksgiving is past we're rolling into um actually hanukkah is done already so happy Hanukkah! celebrated that uh and you know christmas is around the corner here and new year's so we'll be having a little bit of a weird podcast recording schedule the next week or two just to make sure we get you episodes every week um, but we're not going to necessarily record like on our typical schedule Uh, so what one thing I wanted to make sure we talked about briefly though Josh was a favorite Christmas movies so are there are you know these can be favorites (laughs) these can be staples of that you watch every year you you know what are the Christmas movies that you know you put up there or, or hold with high regard
1: uh Okay, well, I would say uh, the controversial pick, because it might not be considered a Christmas movie, would be Nightmare Before Christmas, is a movie mm. I enjoy between two holidays. Uh, We've had
0: that conversation, I know, is, you know, is the Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie, a Halloween movie, or both?
1: I think it's both. I, I think, think it so, also both. describes Die Hard, where people... We get this argument every year because <clears throat> people love to tell other people when they're wrong about things. Um, I think Die Hard is a movie that takes place during Christmas and you're yes. allowed to decide if that's a Christmas movie or not. I don't think yeah. there's a definitive answer. And that's the same for maybe for Christmas, I think. Yeah. It's a movie that takes place around Christmas, not even on Christmas uh, in that case, because it's a weird world where time is different in the movie for Christmas.
0: Yeah, well, and Die Hard even is, like, November, technically, isn't it? Well, it's a Christmas
1: party at her office. I don't remember when it is, though. But at least Die Hard 2, I think, is Christmas. At least it's snowing. Man, I would have to revisit. It's been a bit since I've seen Die Hard 2. Yeah, I haven't Uh, seen Die Hard
0: 2 in so long.
1: Uh, For me, um, a movie I grew up watching that I think is pretty underrated is *Scrooged* with Bill Murray, (laughs) which I really uh, enjoy. So I'd put that. If we're going to do top three or five, I could I would put *Scrooged* in there. I really like that a lot. Uh, I can't watch it with around the sun, my son, though, because it's pretty scary, like adult version of that classic story. Um, *Elf*, which I actually introduced my son to, and he really enjoys. Um, so Alpha is definitely in my top three. Uh, we tried watching Home Alone with my son again. We got mostly through the movie, but man, we got up to the point just before uh, he puts all, all the traps out. Like, they, you know, he's running home at like after church. Um, oh, I should read this, I guess. This will, could be funny. We had a conversation with my son who... Luckily, I avoided this conversation, but my wife was talking to him about it, and I opened their own group chat, sorry. Uh, He said, so Kevin Kevin McCouse is walking past the church. This is before he goes into the church. And he says, my wife says, he says, where is that? What's what's that building? And my wife said, that's God's house. And he says, who's God? And I said, no, God. And he said, Mama, who's God? And then my wife said, Mama doesn't have an answer for that. And I said, <laughs> I dodged the godge bullet. <laughs> As I sat there and listened to them. Uh, I would put Home Alone up there, I think. I don't know that it's one of my f- like favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I don't even know if A uh, Christmas Story is one of my favorite Christmas movies either, but I watch it every year. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I don't know if I've ever tried to quantify my favorite Christmas movies. But I guess if I'm going to do it now, I would say Nightmare Before Christmas, Elf, and Scrooge, if I'm doing three. What are yours? That's
0: a, that's a good list of three. Um, so my, if I'm doing three, uh, Home Alone is on there for me. I do love Home Alone. Uh, and then probably Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay, Because who classic. doesn't love Yukon Cornelius. And... White Christmas are probably like oh, really? three. Yeah. I really enjoy White Christmas. My mom loves uh, that one. Yeah, it's it's obviously old. It's a classic if you would. And yeah. so really so is Rudolph. But it looks
1: great, I'll tell you that. It still looks yeah. great.
0: It does. And I think the music is excellent. And my goodness, their dancing abilities, oh goodness. Oh yeah. Uh but yeah, on top of that though, if I was gonna add any additional um I think I really like Arthur Christmas.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I think Arthur Christmas is a uh underrated Christmas movie. It's not something that gets talked about too often. Uh so that would go on there. Outside of that, I'm trying to think of anything, you know, that was cuz like I like Elf and I like Okay, actually, real quick then, cuz I think this is a, a a good um parallel to Die Hard. Is yeah. Gremlins a Christmas movie?
1: Oh, um, yeah, it kind of is. Um, I, it's been a long time since I've watched Gremlins.
0: Right, because it takes place at that time.
1: It takes place during Christmas, one hundred percent during Christmas. Uh, well, not that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it, it takes place during Christmas. That is one hundred percent not de- debatable. I think yeah. the second one also takes place during Christmas, right?
0: I believe so. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. You. I think I would consider Gremlins a, a die-hard adjacent Christmas movie. Okay.
0: Uh, It's not about
1: Christmas, but it takes place during Christmas.
0: Yeah. I think my other one, then, probably still would be the Santa Claus.
1: Not Anna and the Apocalypse?
0: Not Anna and the Apocalypse, though. That's a good (laughs) one. Uh, Yeah. The Santa Claus, huh? I do.
1: uh, I have a problem with Tim Allen now, so I don't know that I like it anymore. (laughs) I know.
0: And that's kind of where, for me, I don't know if I should... (laughs) pick that but i still watch it every year we gotta
1: separate the art from the artist yeah you know
0: to a degree i guess that's true but i don't always know if we can do that you know
1: can you imagine having to do that and you're like i don't want to get political so i won't uh but just just picture if you're listening right now just picture the person the actor or actress that you really just dislike the most and they happen to be starring in your favorite Christmas movie, or they did something <laughs> like in the last year that is like the most like heinous thing they could do, and you're like, it's like if Will Smith, uh, Will Smith, if uh, Will Ferrell like murdered three people yesterday and they were all children, you're like, do I still like Elf? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, is it okay if I still like Elf? I understand how that could be difficult to <laughs> have yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah, and and I do like Elf. I think Elf is a good movie. I I just don't watch it that often and I don't know why that is. Um
1: Elf really captures the um unfiltered uh like childhood aspect of Christmas. Like it's just like the most pure form of christmas joy in my mind like he does such a good job in that movie like yeah. portraying like such a such a uh, innocent human being
0: yeah no i agree i agree yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else i put up there and that's where i don't know that there is another i mean heck then is batman returns a, a christmas movie <laughs>
1: it's a movie that takes place around christmas christmas right you know we have to have a new subcategory for that (laughs) so
0: yeah anyway so there you go there's some recommendations do you still watch like a lot of like the old like frosty the snowman mickey's christmas carol do you watch a lot of those still
1: yeah yes and yes i you know i hate when people say yes and no and i almost just said it yes sometimes okay um like now that I have a kid, like watching Muppets Christmas Carol, which I love.
0: Oh, and, that is a, oh, that's a really good one. That might be once, my
1: fit. Uh, like once upon a Mickey Christmas or whatever, that's, whatever yeah. that's called. Um, we've watched those uh, with my son, and he genuinely is not interested. But it's okay because I'll watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still enjoy those, especially just thinking of childhood. But the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol is probably number four for my like favorite christmas movies because i think they do a really good job and they got a bunch of great actors um in that as well so i really like that one too
0: yeah no i I hear you there so well listeners we'd love to know what are your favorite christmas movies slash shows or christmas adjacent slash movies slash shows because i think we're gonna have to potentially add hawkeye to this list too in the future
1: oh hey hawkeye's very good so far so it is
0: it is really good so far so we'll have to see but uh, yeah, we'd love to know, what what do you watch around the holidays? Uh, and this is funny, though, Josh, because also, like, my favorite, quote-unquote, Christmas song, I don't know if it actually is anything to do with Christmas, but it's still my favorite Christmas song, so.
1: Well, uh, okay, enlighten me. You can't uh, leave me hanging on that.
0: <laughs> S- Slay <Sleigh> Ride.
1: <laughs> By who?
0: Well, just the song Sleigh Ride, right? By whoever, like, because there's a ton Sleigh of, Ride. like, tons of different versions of Slay Ride, because it's a classic song, but... I prefer it without lyrics personally, but if you listen to the lyric version of it, uh, yeah. um, they actually don't say anything about Christmas.
1: It's just about a sleigh ride.
0: Right. So okay. you assume winter Christmas time, but actually I don't think there's any lyric that specifically says Christmas or anything like that. So, Right. A sleigh yeah. is just
1: a, typically a winter uh, travel device.
0: Right, and like I said, the, I think the lyrics—the lyrics were added later. The song, the just the song came first, and the the lyrics were added. I think multiple years after the song came out. So. Lovely
1: weather for a sleigh ride together. With you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that it does mention Christmas.
0: Nope. Interesting. I love sleigh ride though. Love that song. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway but yeah listeners let us know what what do you like to watch at this time of the year for the holidays so with that we'll move on towards getting to the regular show so thanks so much for joining us this week everyone as always if you have any feedback questions or suggested topics hit us up at board with vg on twitter or check out all the awesome stuff over on the instagram also board with vg we're a proud part of Play Some video games and psvg is on patreon we're thrilled with the support you've given us there thus far and if you'd like to monetarily support what we do you can find us there at patreon.com slash PSVG, just like Edwin Kahlo, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Joe Wilson, Josh Borboni, Nick Creature, Paul Calicote, RJ Kern, Stephen Keller, Zach Adams, Michael Taylor, Trucker Sloth, Brolin, Jason Carter, and of course, Horse Girl 69 But the most important thing is just that you listen and maybe share our show with someone who you think would enjoy it. We're also a member of the Dice Hour Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, We encourage you to check out the Dice Tower podcast, as well as all the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. So with that, Josh, what have you been playing recently?
1: So I realized, looking at my notes, I actually wrote out Halo Guardians unintentionally, and that is not what I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The quick hits, I'm still playing Forza Horizon 5. Of course... Oh, I don't know. I actually got a bunch of levels uh, yesterday, and Mm. I just stopped paying attention. So maybe 95, maybe. Uh, But now my son is like, Daddy, play the racing game. And I'm like, okay, now now my wife can't yell at me when I play video games because you want to (laughs) watch. Actually, it was really funny because he wanted me to find a bunch of barns. So he was like, uh, he's like, let's find the barns. Let's find the barns. So we found like Three or four barns before we went out to the ballpark yesterday, and then today he was playing with his cars, and he was like talking to himself and he was like, We're gonna go find some barns, let's go guys, <laughs> and he's driving his cars around the living room. nice, which was pretty sweet um so yeah, still playing that still loving that um just trying to knock out all of my all of the main um things that I haven't done yet, anything that says new, I'm just trying to knock it off of the map um so i can focus on seasonal events uh wingspan digital been playing some more of that i played uh and played and taught lucas uh how to play wingspan uh over steam and that was fun uh, if people want to play wingspan with me let me know it plays up to 5 i think too which is nice and i think it does support grass play uh i am in the cart riders beta Uh, if you remember they showed it off like two years ago i think at either the game awards or e3 and it was essentially like xbox got this uh, japanese game called kart riders that has been out for a while which has a huge online support system and uh, it looks like it's getting pretty close to being releasable so i played the beta of that it's pretty fun Uh, it is called kart riders drift though so it does have a Uh, a heavier focus on drift and it's not casual drifting like Mario it's like full on you drift and you lose control of your cart and you have to course correct as you're drifting so it's a little bit more skillful Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a bunch of unlockables and customization which is nice Uh, and it looks looks really crisp and clean and and plays very nice so um, I did appreciate that Uh, I'm still uh, working on Guardians I'm in chapter 10 uh and i'm just i really would like to finish that before we get to our games of the year that doesn't look like it's going to happen as i uh did have my switch oled show up today and (laughs) that means metroid dread isn't too far behind means i'll probably uh, be getting metroid dread this week and i really want to play that before i have to make my decision about game of the year so Guardians might wait a little bit longer. And speaking of games, oh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I did play the Matrix Awakenings uh, tech UE5, uh, Unreal Engine 5 tech demo um, on the Xbox Series X. So I did have a great experience. I thought it was very impressive. Um, I also found a lot of flaws, but I also get that that is a tech (laughs) demo. Yes, And I know people have been tearing it apart for it, and I think that's silly, because it's just a tech demo. But what they did show was very impressive, and it felt really smooth. And there's parts that show Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, and I'm pretty sure it's 100% CGI, but it looks almost like it's real FMV, which really blew me away. So I was really impressed with that. Uh, so check it out. It's free if you have uh, on PlayStation and Xbox if you want to check it out. Um, and that you, you do start off doing a um, car chase scene. But after you conclude that car chase scene, it does drop you in an open world where there are, I believe, there are five interactable things to do. But um, as you're playing it, uh, you can interact with the whole city, even fly across it. Uh, I think there's something like, uh, 30,000 different types of cars you can drive and 35,000, um, NPCs walking around while you're playing, no loading at all, just a full city, um, that they, they walled off just by like, um, an ocean to block you from getting any further, which was smart, um, real collision damage they said every car crash is different and affects each vehicle differently uh you know it's very cool very very interesting and, and very promising to see what unreal engine 5 can do for games to come so i think that's it was very cool to experience uh and then the last thing that i have been playing is halo infinite's campaign i did uh Our quality mode was on by default. I wasn't able to change it to performance. It was grayed out for me. So it led me to do some snooping and discording. And with the help of some of our discorders, including Donnie, I did figure out um, how to unlock 120 frames on Halo. And it is, I mean, it's just flat out impressive. (laughs) And so I'm playing in performance mode. It looks incredibly good. Uh, It looks great in quality mode. It looks... And it sounds weird to say. It doesn't look better in performance mode, but it plays way better in performance mode. Uh, Halo Infinite is interesting to me, Kyle, because you start off in... You start the game off very enclosed, very much like the previous Halo games, where you're in ships and... It's very Halo. It's very, it's great. It is it is great what it is. Um, But I, of course, the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, but well, this isn't the game that has been advertised. This is like the past Halos, mm-hmm. which I got no problem with. I was just so curious as to how it was going to feel when I got to the quote unquote open world of the game, um, the Far Cry or Assassin's Creed of it all. Yes. And once I did get to that, uh In a pretty ceremonious way, a door opens, yeah, to the outside, and I really had a moment where I did not know what to do, and I did not know how to play halo. I was like, "Wait a second, this feels weird because I don't know what i like I feel like I need a sniper rifle, <laughs> like right. I feel like everyone's so far away, yeah, I feel like the world is so big, uh <laughs> Why are but, you ever
0: giving me the AR? Just give me the BR the entire right.
1: time. And then when I finally found the BR, I quickly ran out of ammo. <laughs> yes. uh, I really like it. It it just feel it doesn't feel like a Halo game, but in the best way possible. I think I could say like it feels great. There and I really like the first. Um, what do they call them? They don't Four call them operating
0: ba- bases. The FOBs.
1: Yes, F-O-V, the FOBs. The the first fob I took on, I immediately took it differently than the way they wanted me to, which I thought was cool because like mm-hmm. you hear your little uh, Cortana, I forget her name already because she's not- uh, the weapon. The weapon, okay. Um, I'll call her Cortana because it makes more sense <laughs> to me. Uh oh, she's the weapon. <laughs> she's the weapon, yes. Um, my first thing, my AI is talking to me about how to take care of the a fob, I'm like- uh, it's too late. I already threw all of my grenades from yeah. in the air and I blew up almost everyone in the fob before I even got to it. But I thought that was really cool because by the time I landed, um, I had to kill like three people and then I took over a fob really pretty easily. But then uh, this is also a game that punishes you for trying to go somewhere you shouldn't go so early. So later I tried to go to a couple of different fobs and I just got wasted the second I stepped even close to it, uh, which I thought was cool. I was like, oh, there's a definite like slow down and pace yourself to take this place over, which I liked because it was a very different feeling from the first one I tried to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, So I really liked that aspect of it. I like once you take over, Bob, you can um, spawn in vehicles that you have uh unlocked to yourself i did try to there's a lot of things on the map where you can search for spartans that have been downed, uh, upgrades yep but there's one upgrade i was trying to get forever and i just realized i'm not able to get to it yet i'm trying to scale this building and i just can't get to the top of it and that's where the fob is i mean oh. that's what the upgrade is and i, I tried so hard to get to the building to the top of how, it i think i just need a ship.
0: hook. how far is your grapple hook updated or, uh oh, only two okay so
1: does it get longer as you upgrade it
0: well no the the cooldown shortens oh no so we, I, yeah okay because i've like that's basically how i scale mountains is i just like yeah. shoot and then Same. i just keep jumping and then i just shoot and i just keep jumping and i shoot and i just keep jumping and that's just how i get up everything
1: yes i actually really like the grappling hook it feels so good as you're playing the game and my favorite thing to do is grapple hook a jackal shield and then mm-hmm. and then melee it because those jackals, man, they're still as annoying as they ever were. <laughs> um and now we have the um is it unbroken? Yes. The unbroken? The broken? The unbroken? Whatever they are. They have these giant, um, brute ish type um villains that s- I get to a point, I'm sure you did too where they come in drop pods, and then three or four of them just yeah. run berserker style at you and you don't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? And they don't stop. It's like really like you can run and their red dot is still behind you on your radar. They're coming after you and you can hear them taunting you as they're running at you. Um, so I'm really enjoying it so far. It definitely doesn't feel like a halo game, but I think in a, in the best way possible, I really feel like they, they took a formula that is clearly borrowed from Ubisoft and and made it work for Halo, mm-hmm. but I also understand why some Halo players do not like this. Yeah, because it is definitely a departure from traditional Halo campaign. Mm-hmm. But I really, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, it might even crack my top five, to be honest okay. with you. But I haven't, I have intentionally not pulled my list together yet yeah before i'm gonna wait till probably the day before we record and try to do it as like honestly as possible
0: no i hear you there um i'll just continue on with uh, talking about halo since i have also been playing the halo infinite campaign uh i am not as much of a halo campaign person i honestly played like the halo 3 campaign i think i dabbled in like 4 and 5 but that was it like I, i just I couldn't tell you at all really overall like what's happening in Halo like I generally kind of know but I, I really couldn't tell you much lower stuff and what the difference between all the races are and what the fly like I I just don't know totally yeah. um like I know who the grunts are and I know who the brutes are and like I know that stuff but that's about it uh and so far I'm enjoying it it I, the gameplay feels great to play like the feel of the game the gameplay is very very good and I think actually the writing especially like the writing for the grunts is great (laughs) like they're actually really funny um it's fun to interact with them and just see them like do their ridiculousness like that part's all really really good Uh, i agree that weapon selection in this really open area um i i just want to br all the time i really don't want the ar at all as like i want like br shotgun or like br sniper rifle i only use
1: the mangler I love yeah, that gun. I, so I do use much. The Bangor a lot too. <laughs>
0: um but it it is pretty um yeah it it, it just is so open. Uh which like I said isn't a bad thing it just makes gun selection a little bit weird sometimes about about what you're trying to use. Yeah. Uh I, I do think that for being totally open like it is trying to sneak into a place is darn near <laughs> impossible like yes. they see you from a bazillion miles away
1: and they yell um, when they see you yeah and then everyone
0: else sees you and they just start <laughs> shooting at you from like they shoot at you and you're like well i'm just gonna like sidestep all of this stuff because like i yeah. can see it coming at me you know um yeah in that
1: regard i i think i while i'm playing it i am sorely missing co-op like it's yeah the first thing i'm thinking of yeah how like uh, i keep thinking of how different it would be to take over a fob with another player
0: yeah how so since you've gotten into the open world how many story missions have you done do you even I've know only
1: done one story. well i guess two technically the first one is like a default story mission
0: yeah so i think i've done i think then we're probably at about the same place because yeah. i pretty much have been spent my entire time like unlocking fobs and going to like the armor lockers and like going and picking up like the upgrade points
1: did you do the rescuing the spartan
0: uh, I think that's where I'm on my way to so that's the base I, well, that I was the, trying to
1: get to the top of. There's a guy, okay, this isn't a spoiler um, but there's a boss. Have you fought a boss yet?
0: I got the um I fought
1: two bosses
0: I got the um the radar, like the sonar that you like put out,
1: yeah, yep, I got so that.
0: that like that like little boss guy that you fight there to with like, the sword. Yeah, like that's yeah. like
1: the last like. That's a fort with the thing on the top of it.
0: Oh, OK. Yeah, I guess I didn't try to go any higher. I guess I should have tried to do that.
1: That guy was tough because he camouflages himself.
0: Yeah. And that is the other like speaking <laughs> of that, that's the other thing. Uh, there have been a couple of times where I've been like just wandering around the open world and I have come across like camouflaged elites. Yes. Like in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. like with nothing there. Yeah. And then they, like, sword me in the back. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even here?
1: I do have a complaint about the use of – I don't like the um, system to change to the radar and back to the grapple.
0: Yes, I agree. And even you make the icons way too small
1: to see yep. which button you're supposed to be pressing. So I just don't even use the radar unless it makes me it. Yeah, well, because
0: I literally know that like a double tap on right like re like reequips the grappling, yeah. and I know that left and up is stickies. Like right, that's, those are the ones that I always <laughs> yeah. want. Those are the two things. That I don't I have I know.
1: the time to remember that.
0: <laughs> but I don't. I couldn't tell you what any of the other ones are. Yeah, because and it's so small and hard to read. I agree. Switching between that stuff is pretty tough. Uh, but yeah, so like I've. Other than like randomly, like I said, dying to like some camoed elites in the middle of nowhere, um, I think the, so <laughs> far, knock on wood, this is probably going to come back to bite me in the butt. I think the game's pretty easy so far.
1: Okay. Interesting. I've um, died a I, lot, so I don't agree with you. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I
0: really haven't died much. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like the firefights have been pretty, I don't know. And maybe it's because they have all of those dang um like canisters that you can throw at people
1: yes i I haven't utilized those (laughs) oh gosh
0: i just chuck those at everyone uh so i don't know and the bad part is obviously if they shoot those while you 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 die instantly um but yeah i don't know i I, i'm having fun with it i don't totally know what's going on in the story uh but i'm having fun kind of zipping around i do think getting the multiplayer armor is kind of a letdown Because it's like, hey, you got this thing, but you don't get to see it unless you quit (laughs) playing and go look at it in this other area. Uh, So I wish they would have like given you a preview of like what you actually got. Um, So that would have been a little more exciting for that. But just because of my desire to like check all of my little boxes off and make sure the map is taken care of. I keep picking up all these darn armor pieces, even though I have no idea what they look like um but yeah so i'm enjoying it I, I i'm having a good time with it i think the world is well realized i think it's pretty but i would say i don't think and obviously i'm you know i'm playing it at a measly 60 frames per second um <laughs> i don't Sorry. think the game is like <laughs> blowing my socks off visually like it looks yeah good. yeah i'm not, I agree I'm not complaining you. uh but i don't think like it looks it looks anywhere. like halo yeah i don't think it looks anywhere near as good as like forza horizon does you know like oh yeah, yeah yeah you know like but it's still it's a good looking game like no doubts about that it just isn't like oh my gosh you know um but yeah i'm liking it i'm gonna i plan to keep playing it i do want to get further in it because it might crack my top five um i don't know if it will it would definitely be on my top 10 yeah um, but yeah i'm i'm having a good time with it so nice. yeah great um in addition to that then I kind of dove into a couple of other games that I wanted to make sure I played more of prior to us doing our top list. Uh so I actually dove in and put some hours into Riders Republic. Nice. Which is a game that I was looking forward to and and after those preview weekends had had a, some exciting I was excited about playing it then You know, outside of the tone of of some of the interactions with the players in the game, I really like (laughs) Riders Republic, Josh. This game is really, really fun. Uh, And those, did you do any of the mass races? Not yet, no. Okay, so the mass races are like some other level of ridiculousness. Like, they are so fun. Like, it's just absolutely... Like, way too many people in way too tight of a place just doing absolutely ridiculous things. The one thing I will say, though, is you realize very, very quickly that if you only have, like, pretty basic stuff as far as your equipment goes, how big of a disadvantage you are at compared to those who have put, like, dozens and dozens and dozens of hours into the game already. Um, Because (laughs) there's a point where, like... I was like halfway through the course and like the first person finished. <laughs> I was like, oh, my oh God. no, <laughs> yeah. like way behind. But I was behind with a lot of other people, too. But it was like, oh, goodness <laughs> yeah. gracious. So um, it is kind of cool, though, because they give you like three iterations that you go through. So you like have a race that has like, you know, you'll go from like skiing to biking to wingsuit. And then you go again on a different route, like with a different combination, and you do it one more time. So you, if you really mess one up, you have a chance to kind of boost your standings and all that good stuff. But yeah, um, it's really fun. Uh, I think yeah, if you can get past the tone of the game, uh, which I, I know <laughs> will turn some people off for sure, it is a good time, and it's really surprising to me how good each of the different events feel. The wingsuits feel good, biking feels good, skiing and snowboarding feel good. Like they all feel um like their own bespoke thing but done in a good way so if you like or miss having those extreme sports games um, and you haven't checked out Riders republic it is on sale pretty cheap just about everywhere right now um just for the holidays so i would recommend checking it out i think there's a possibility this game will squeak into my top five we'll have to wait and see oh nice um i did more exploration if you would into resident evil village So I went back to it, got further into it. Um, Yeah, I don't know what (laughs) I think so far. I'm not super far. um,
1: Have you cleared the first boss? No. Okay, Okay.
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe. You would know. Okay. I got attacked by a big, huge guy, and then he ran away
1: oh okay i know i know exactly yeah so
0: and then i got (laughs) locked in by this lady into into some town and the thing i don't get is i'm like she's clearly gonna lock me in like why don't i leave but i don't she just locks me in and i just stand there but whatever (laughs) um well i guess i am trying to find my daughter so oh spoilers i guess but i am trying to find my daughter so i guess i maybe i wouldn't leave but yeah i don't know i I'm, i'm enjoying it i do think that some of the Weirdness of Resident Evil is something I've forgotten about. Just kind of how things are are a little quirky, uh, and like the way things interact are a little weird. Like your crouch button is just in a weird place and things like that. Yeah. Like so just, <laughs> just some things there that are hard to remember when I go back to it. Um I'll, I'm gonna keep playing it, uh, but I usually play it for like a half hour when I do sit down to play it just because. I don't know. It's not grabbing me as much as some of these other games are, but I do want to make sure I get, maybe I just haven't gotten to the point where it's really going to grab me. So I I keep putting work into it. Sure. Um, And then the last one was a game that I've been meaning to play and wanting to play for a while. And it went on sale as part of the game Awards sale on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So I picked up Chicory, a colorful tail. So Josh, you can play Chicory if you'd like to as well. Um, And let me say, I'm only a couple, I'm I'm like in chapter two, um, maybe halfway through chapter two excuse me uh this game is gosh darn charming my goodness gracious it is such a charming uh game and it man i don't even really want to talk about like what it's about because i don't want to spoil anything yeah uh but it is a it's a game where you paint things like that's pretty much all you're doing is you're painting and adding color to the world Um, but there are other mechanics and mechanisms that are associated with that uh, and it's just very a a really unique different video game so if you're looking for a pretty uh, bespoke experience that i i think from a story perspective i don't know exactly where it's going but i have some ideas and it seems like you know this might not be your lighthearted average video game as far as yeah. that goes uh i'm really enjoying it so honestly like when i sit down to play video games i'm Trying to decide right now, it's like do I play Halo, do I play Riders Republic, or do I play Chicory? Like those are the three that are most really fighting for my time right now and, and what I'm trying to decide between. So and then Resident Evil Village, I look at and I'm like, I, I should play you too but the other three are things I really want to play. So yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now with games. So trying to get those, you know, all to a, a reasonable place prior to us deciding our favorite games of the year, but that's what I've been playing. So
1: great. I do think it's important to note. Yeah. I did make meatloaf tonight. Oh, did you? And I did use turkey. (laughs) Oh,
0: good to know. Good to know.
1: And then my wife said, show me a picture of the container. I said, it's already in the trash.
0: (laughs) Is that planted there, though, Josh? How can we know? I mean, I I I
1: just bought an empty container of turkey.
0: (laughs) You have started your villain story, so. goodness gracious. All right, Josh, why don't you take us through your first topic?
1: Okay, so... Well, you know, I probably should have picked up picked two more cheery topics based on my uh, state of mind today, but I guess we're just going to get right into it. Um, uh, Of course, uh, using going through Dicebreaker.com, uh, strolling around on Twitter last week, I was pretty uh, frustrated to see this headline, uh, which reads as so. Kickstarters getting into crypto plans blockchain move in 2020. Subheadline: the announcement has gone down uh, about as well as you'd expect. Uh, so yeah, Kickstarter' plans to shift their the, their popular crowdfunding platform uh, to blockchain next year, making the companies move into the controversial world of crypto. So on December 9th, they uh, titled "The Future of Crowdfunding Creative Projects," um, founded by Perry Chen as CEO and CEO, Aziz Hassan. Uh, they both announced that Kickstarter would develop an open source protocol built on public blockchain. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and try to explain um, cryptocurrency or blockchain technology to anybody. It's pretty readily available online. I still think it is um, obtuse and not easy for people to understand without putting a lot of time in. but basically my biggest problem with blockchain technology and crypto is how unenvironmentally safe it is in the world. Where we're already dealing with tornadoes and thunderstorms in December. Um, this isn't really lending uh, the world and energy a hand, uh, even when people like Ubisoft state that they are using um, uh, energy efficiency in their NFTs, which is uh oxymoron (laughs) um so yeah so they're essentially going to create a decentralized version of kickstarter's core functionality according to chan and hassan uh the tools will also be made available for other developers including rival crowdfunding platforms which is i think where i'm going to have to go to i think i might just have to use uh game found uh from now on if this is what they're going to do uh But yeah, the crypto concept is based on the idea of decentralizing, uh, well, decentralized, typically publicly accessible database of digital information recorded in a chain of blocks. Uh, The structural nature of the blockchain means that information is accessed securely via unique cryptographic signatures. Does that make sense to anybody? No. But it does make it impossible to replicate or hack a single entity which... Really, when it comes down to it, the best way that I have heard people describe it is you can own a Mona Lisa and everyone else can have a copy of it, but they do not own the one that you own. And really, what does that mean to me? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing. Um. So I'm, I'll be interested to see how Kickstarter is really planning on utilizing blockchain technology and... What that is going to lead to. Uh, like the spinoff conversation about this is Ubisoft's announcement last week uh, about getting into crypto uh, uh, blockchain as well, where their whole pitch was like, you get unique armor sets. And they have, and the thing that, bo- one of the things that bothered me the most of this video they released is like, you'll get a helmet and it's unique to you. You can even see the serial number on it. Sure, you can see the serial number on it when you see an image of it. Right. When you're playing a first-person shooter like Rainbow Six Siege, you can't see your unique serial number on your helmet. So it's just kind of like this weird, in my head, pyramid scheme of ownership. Like, yes, I know it is true that you own that unique serial number, but how would you ever know? That someone else didn't have it if they did. You would have to take screenshots of literally every person you interacted with in a game that had the same helmet as you to try to confirm that. It's just, it just seems so scammy to me. Um, and it's also terrible for the environment. <laughs> so, what do you think about Kickstarter moving into blockchain and crypto in general, Kyle? Uh,
0: in general, I think it's stupid. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you want more in depth than that? No, or? I think
1: that's good. I think that's a good answer. I don't even think we need to spend too much time on this. Um, I would. This is what I would say. If you do any, if people who are listening to any research into crypto, um, and you just want to confirm that what I'm saying is how bad it is environmentally and energy efficiency, uh, I would say if they do move forward with this. I would say uh, go somewhere else for, you, for your crowdfunding. I, we talk about voting with your wallet a lot, especially with like what my next story is going to be and other things that happen um, in gaming or in the world in general. This is a great um, example of how you can vote with your wallet because uh, this platform runs on our money and they get our money. And it's a way to show them that what they're doing is something that maybe we don't want them to do.
0: Yeah, I I I think honestly, I think Jeff Engelstein on Twitter put it as as good as I possibly could. Um, he 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 tweeted, he's like, I read this announcement three times, and I have no idea what problem they're trying to solve. And that's I, I and that's what I agree with a hundred percent. Like I don't understand yeah. like why they need to do this because like there there's nothing that's going like for on our side like on the side of the person who backs a game on kickstarter like nothing there changes everything there stays the same and they're like well we're creating these protocols that anyone can use but then you'll be able to claim credit for by being part of this blockchain right fine yeah the the problem is like they talk about specifically on here uh let's see if i can find it in an the announcement really quick oh excuse me crowdfunding has made it easier to fund creative work without the involvement of intermediaries and gatekeepers
1: yeah (laughs) but
0: (laughs) josh what they have said is that nothing like if somebody like creates a kickstarter nothing changes so kickstarter is still an intermediary like they're like hey crowdfunding has made it easier to do this without the involvement of us is what they're saying but you are involved like you are involved so like it just doesn't make any sense i don't understand why they're doing this it
1: it's greed, right? Like the, the first NFT sold for like a billion dollars. It's stupid, right? Like who has right. that money to spend? Why would you ever spend a billion dollars on uh, something that you can't physically possess? And everyone who's to me, it seems like everyone who's jumping on NFTs and blockchain are doing it because they see people spending a crazy, crazy amounts of money.
0: Yeah, and oh, they're like,
1: sure. why can't we be rich? Also, Kickstarter. <laughs> is already very successful they're making lots of money um in fact it's something that creators talk about a lot is about how much money Kickstarter takes from them uh to use their platform right. so they're doing fine it just seems to be corporate greediness and i don't i don't like that at all
0: i, I the other thing and you know i don't want to try to I'm not trying to ruffle too many feathers here but <laughs> the other thing to keep in mind here is that right now We are in like a semiconductor shortage. Like it is really, really hard to get chips. And the more people who keep pushing towards these things, just it it just makes that problem more. Right. The more that people push towards blockchain, the more that people push towards cryptocurrency, the more that people push towards NFTs, that like that's more semiconductors we need to do your mining or whatever else you need to do. Like it just it, it just exasperates the problem we're already in anyway that's my i agree (sighs) okay cool all (laughs) right lighten
1: the mood for me
0: (laughs) well we'll see how this goes (laughs) so josh hey the game awards were last thursday so let's talk about the winners and the not winners how does that sound
1: i think it sounds great to me
0: so to start with josh uh, because we'll talk about the announcements later here yeah but uh I believe you watched the Game Awards live, correct?
1: I did the whole thing.
0: Me too. I watched the entire thing as well. Uh, Even pre-show. Yeah, same here. Same here. At one point, my partner (laughs) was like, is this still going on? I was like, yes. Yes, it is. Um, Yeah. Before we talk about the winners and losers, Josh, overall thoughts on the Game Awards as a whole?
1: I'm going to be blatantly honest. Yeah. I love this show. (laughs) I know... It seems to be very popular to crap all over the Game Awards, Uh, and even to the point where I see people complaining that there's no awards and it's just trailers, and they're mad that it's not that it's called the Game Awards. But I keep thinking, like, has anybody watched the Oscars and how boring? Can you imagine if you watched the Oscars and it was? 10 awards and they just showed new trailers for new movies coming out the next year. How awesome that would be. <laughs> like, I, I
0: do want I want to respond to that. Yes. Here, here is my issue <laughs> with, I agree. I think that just, the, just the, if they were just giving out awards. It would not be as exciting. Definitely. But then do not market this as a celebration of games from this year. Sure. Because it's not. You <laughs> yeah, gave that's true. no time to those people. That's you tr- had really, really like, <laughs> you talk about like, they talk, he had his thing about like, you know, about creating, like, he talked out about harassment and like all this stuff. At and this time, the, like, yeah, yeah. But like, then you had like games for impact on the pre show.
1: Like, I, like yes
0: you know like so that's my only thing is like just be honest about what you're doing you're like this is a celebration of ga-. no it's not it, it you, this is a show that has some uh uh, uh sh- preview of upcoming games <laughs> that happens to have an award or two sprinkled in because if you just took the time they did for awards of yeah. that three and a half hours what was it 15 minutes
1: yeah, it's fifteen to thirty minutes, depending. If you include the pre-show. But yeah, I also I also didn't like when like Forza Horizon won, they're all like they gave them the, the best sound, but then they were like, oh, by the way, that also won this what? bigger That's award a, yeah. <laughs> that we're not going to like acknowledge right. while they're here. So I do yeah. agree. I agree that the awards part could use some work if they want to um lay like lay heavy on the awards title. Mm-hmm. Um they should probably do a little bit better uh on the awards portion that being said though um this was like 10 times better than last year's and 20 times better than the years before you could see like that a lot more care was put into their present the performances and the presentations and um i know that that's like few and far between based off how many trailers and stuff they showed but uh I probably would have had a harder time watching the whole thing if I wasn't also occupying myself by doing something else while it was on. But there were certainly moments where I stopped what I was doing to just specifically watch what was happening on the screen. Right. Um, even to the point where like, I even liked the commercials that were in there for some some of the commercials, <laughs> not all of them. Um, so I really enjoyed myself. I, I, you know... I, uh, would i be opposed if they kind of branded it as like the winter e3 no i mean that would be fine too because that's kind of really what it is at this point yeah um but it was i, I this is really, this might be controversial i thought it was better than e3 this year <laughs> I,
0: I think that the people who are pooping the announcements i think there was a lot of good announcements in this uh, yeah but i but i do believe that it is wrapped in a shell that sometimes is is hard to crack through sure. um, and my and like i said my biggest issue with it is is if you're gonna call it the game awards you should act like you actually care about the awards yeah yeah like when the when the game of the year gets 30 seconds to talk about winning game of the year really like that just you know and then you have a game like psychonauts 2 that was nominated for five categories and it didn't win anything but was it ever even like talked about Right, right. They right. had the little part when they played the music, and they were going through the like the ones when they showed the nominees. But yeah. like, how can a game be nominated for five things, and you basically never hear about the game during the show? Right. Like that just seems mind blowing to me. And you're right. If you just sit down and watch the Oscars, not the most enthralling like group of things. So I'm not saying they should go to that route. Right. But act like you actually care about the awards because it doesn't yeah. seem like you do.
1: I don't disagree with that. I I, I think that you have a good point there so
0: uh overall though <laughs> i watched the whole thing it yeah. did get a little I, and I, my my criticism for this show is my criticism same criticism i have for almost every uh, gaming presentation that happens is that three and a half hours is a real long time yeah For and no matter how good your content is that is a very long time um and i would say too long probably at least 90 minutes too long sure like you know and i i think having maybe a few fewer announcements um and being done a little bit sooner would have been to its benefit <laughs> yeah. because what happens is is that everyone starts to point out all the things they thought were dumb that they were there um and obviously it's going to be different for everyone um but you know overall like I, I do think production quality i think overall like everything is very very well done it's yeah. just too much of it to me sure. so sure. um, but let's talk a little bit about some of the winners we're not going to go through everything um Just because, you know, we want to keep our podcast as a reasonable time. Um, (laughs) You know, so I'm just going to actually, I'll just fly through these. Let me know if you want to stop and talk about any of them. Okay. So most anticipated game um, was Elden Ring. Uh, I don't think super surprising there. Um, Best debut indie game went to Cana Bridge of Spirits. And they also won best indie game. Did anything there surprise you about that one?
1: No, it was nice to see them win. Uh, I feel it's too bad that they also tack on the it also wins best indie game like, yeah. why didn't you give them that that's the one they should have got first right, right. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. yeah 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 i agree there uh best multiplayer went to it takes two which we'll talk about more in a minute because they also won best family game and oh yeah game of the year by the way uh best sim strategy went to age of empires four uh best racing and best sound design with the forza horizon five uh best fighting game went to guilty gear strive best role-playing game tales of Arise. rise which i think we had you know honestly a lot of those i think we had gotten right yeah um best action game went to returnal which i was pretty that was great uh, yeah which i wanted to win i was happy that that did win Um uh, best action adventure went to metroid dread which kind of surprised me what were your thoughts on that one
1: well my thoughts on that one were i bought metroid dread i'm like i, I guess I, I mean everyone's saying it's good i guess i just really need to play this game
0: for sure um, innovation and accessibility also went to Forza Horizon 5. Um, so, again, that was one that we felt might go there. Yeah. Uh, best community support and best ongoing game were both Final Fantasy XIV, uh, which is funny because they're having server issues galore with their new <laughs> update, mostly because they can't get any servers because, oh, yeah, there's a semiconductor shortage. Um, and they have said months ago that they're like, we're trying. We just can't yeah. get anything. Um, <laughs> so that's what a bummer for them. Uh, Resident Evil Four won Best VR AR game. Have you jumped into that yet, or have you picked that up yet? For questions so on two? my
1: list, I, you know, I got the uh, Oculus credit for referring my brother. Uh-huh. He got his immediately. Mine, is, I have to wait thirty days oh. to get it, and then I got an email from them saying this week saying we doubled the referral credit for anyone now. So instead of thirty people are getting sixty now, but not me. Dang it, dang it. <laughs> so I'll get Resident Evil Four probably. This pay period. So Friday on the 17th, I'll probably buy it and try to gotcha. get some time in.
0: Um uh, best mobile game went to Genshin Impact. Mm. So that was Mobile. Mobile. Best mobile game. Yeah. Uh games for Impact went up to Life is Strange, True Colors, uh, which I think we had picked that. Best audio designer, which I talked about was Forza Horizon 5. Uh, best performance went to Maggie Robertson for Lady D in Resident Evil Village.
1: My wife was like, "Look how, <laughs> look how big!" And I was like, "Yeah, I... yeah." She's like, "No, the nose." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's not what I was looking at. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, That's not cause... what
1: anybody was looking at." <laughs>
0: yeah, my partner was like, "That is quite the dress." I was like, "Yes, yeah, it is." That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, she wore. She did wear it well. So. Uh best score in music went to Near Replicant, which um doesn't really surprise me. Like, Weird. That
1: didn't people, surprise you?
0: No, people really like like people really like Near's uh, automata's soundtrack. So I'm and yeah. so I'm not totally surprised by that. You know, I think we picked, both picked Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy just because of are biased towards we just played it um, because and, it has the know, best
1: score and music <laughs> or, or that
0: <laughs> uh best art direction with the death loop best game direction with the death loop um so i think at that point i think most people were expecting death loop to take yeah. game of the year. uh best narrative was kind of a surprise i think with marvel marvel's guardians of the galaxy yeah i was happy at one but i was surprised yeah um and then obviously game of the year was it takes two um, not so, so josh, obviously
1: <laughs> yeah so josh
0: what was your any like surprises for you there what What are your thoughts on it takes two winning game of the year overall just impressions of the award winners
1: yeah that means that was the biggest surprise right i'm happy that they won um i just wish we played more so i could have a better opinion yeah. on that yeah uh but i have no doubt based on what we played that the game was only getting progressively better as we played it so i can imagine it being a great game uh so yeah, I mean, I'm happy for a small studio. I know it's still Electronic Arts, but it's still a small studio within Electronic Arts. Right. So I was happy to see like a small studio win a big award like that, and all the awards that they won. Um, and it was nice finally like f- like Joseph was able to get up on stage because literally like it's just Jeff standing on stage giving it takes two awards while Joseph's st- sitting in the crowd and he's like, "Congratulations, buddy! You won right. these two awards." And he's like, "Great!" I'm sitting in my seat. Like a, like a like an idiot.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was nice to see him get up and say it. Uh, I'm sure people are going to claim this is a Kojima bias for Jeff, um, <laughs> for Joseph now. But um, I, I think we talked about the Game of the Year nominees, and I think in their own rights, each game has a good reason to be in that category. So right. I would have been happy with any of them winning it. Uh, So it's nice to see something like this, a cooperative game in a world full of studios telling us that we don't want to make cooperative games. Right. Maybe this will be um, um, a game changer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, My biggest takeaway was that uh, Psychonauts 2 had five nominations and won nothing. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart had six nominations and won nothing.
1: That's weird. That is weird
0: so uh it's important insomniac too because when they released uh spider-man in 2018 <laughs> like because of, you know god of war 2018 and yeah. stuff it, it and i think red dead 2 is that year too like they just are releasing their games at like bad times apparently uh so that is kind of odd that neither of them uh took anything home um and it was a good it was a good um year for xbox game studios though obviously with deathloop winning quite a few things and yeah. uh, forza horizon 5 doing well there and. So, it was really good for them. Um, It it was, yeah. Overall, though, I think It Takes Two was kind of interesting. Um, I I really thought Deathloop was going to win just because it seemed like that was the critical darling going into it and what the focus from the media was on. But, uh, no, It Takes Two. So, let's see what Joseph... And, you know, make sure you go pick up a kid or go buy a kid or whatever Joseph Farrakh told you to do. Go buy a
1: kid. (laughs) Go
0: buy a kid. (laughs) So, anything else about the winners from the Game Awards, Josh? Or the non-winners?
1: Um, uh, you know, it it is what it is. It was interesting um, to see who won, but uh, I really had no dog in any of these fights, so it was nice to just see people win stuff.
0: Gotcha. All right, Josh, what's your I second know. topic?
1: <laughs> well, Kyle, <laughs> uh, I know we've talked about this before, I think, but uh, uh, what is better for the employees uh, and what the heck is happening at Blizzard? Activision, it seems like it can't get any crazier. You could make a sitcom or a dramatic series out of what's happening at Blizzard Activision. Um, The latest news out of Blizzard Activision is um, that the uh, bigwigs at Activision Blizzard have emailed their staff arguing that, quote, unquote, uh, active transparent dialogue between leaders and employees, unquote, is better than unionization as ongoing strike actions head into its fifth day. First, I want to say uh, more power to you, the employees. Great job on getting a message across, probably when you felt that no one was listening to you. Clearly, you felt no one was listening to you before this year. So I'm very happy to see them doing something about this. Uh, This is all stemming off of The uh, Wall Street Journal report that came out last month, uh, not, I mean, this was maybe the nail in the coffin, uh, detailing further alleged sexual harassment, assault, and inappropriate behavior at the company, uh, further shining an unflattering spotlight, on an organization already facing widespread condemnation because they're being sued by the whole state of California. (laughs) Uh, That lawsuit happened in July where uh, it called it a quote, Breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women, unquote. So, uh, obviously, Bobby Kodak is someone we've talked about previously. And I think every time I mention his name, we're giving him too much time on uh, our show. So, uh, within the past month, uh, finally, um, studios uh, like Sony, Nintendo, and PlayStation have all come forward uh, making statements against uh, Blizzard. And even Jeff Keighley was kind of bullied into making a statement at the top of the video game awards about it, um, which uh, is, you know, it is what it is, good or bad. I don't know how you want to view that. Uh, but Activision um, Blizzard, they have 1,800 employees signed a, that signed a petition that demanded Kodak to step down. But... We talked about this before too. The C, uh, the board backed him, uh, which obviously didn't give a lot of hope to the employees. So earlier this week, which was last week, no, it was this week. Earlier, well, last week for you listening. <laughs> earlier this last week, uh, frustrated Activision Blizzard employees launched a, a renewed strike action, which is now was, as of December tenth was in its fifth day. In parts to demand, the company reverses the layoffs of 12 Raven software QA testers, um, which kind of came out of the blue, and made contractors full-time. Um, also, they wanted to, uh, in tandem with the ABK Workers Alliance, announce a $1 million US dollar fund to support workers who wish to continue the walkout in um, risk-losing pay, because of course, when you do... Walkout or strike—you are not getting paid because you're not working. Um, And of course, and so far, the fund has raised over two hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. Additionally, Activision Blizzard employees have launched a bid for unionization, with several staff members confirming on social media that they've now received and signed union cards. Part of the process a workforce must go through to gain collective bargaining rights. So, um, I want to try to find blizzard's uh statement uh so they said to their workers quote the leadership of activision blizzard supports your right under the national labor relations act they legally have to do that that's why they're saying that (laughs) uh to make your own decision about whether or not to join a union unquote um and then he they go on to say um quote as you make this decision for your future we ask only that you take the time to consider the consequences of your signature, which is a little threatening, on the binding legal document presented to you by the Communications Workers of America. Once you sign that document, you will have signed over to the CWA the exclusive rights to represent you for the purposes of collective bargaining concerning all terms and conditions of employment. That means that your ability to uh, negotiate all your own working conditions will be turned over to the CWA, just as the document says. Again, very passive-aggressive statement to people who are just trying to have a better workplace. Uh, continuing, that is end quote there, picking it up again, quote, achieving our workplace culture aspirations will best occur through active, transparent dialogue. Uh, my own quote, which they have not been able to supply. Continuing, <laughs> Between leaders and employees, uh, uh, my own quote, uh, who harass and torture their own employees, uh, continuing that we can act upon quickly. That is the better path than simply signing an electronic form offered to you by a CWA or awaiting the outcome of a legally mandated, oh, how terrible, and regulated, <laughs> how terrible, bargaining process sometime in the future, end quote. Last paragraph, quote, if we fail to achieve the workplace goals we have set forth, we fail to do the things we've committed to doing, but we have no consequences. That's not in there. But uh, then, of course, you will still always have the right to engage with and vote for CWA. So they're like, hey, if we mess up again, you can still go back to maybe right. negotiate with the union. Um, uh, they conclude, quote, but we are confident that we will make the progress we've previously pledged to make, which they haven't already, and create a workplace, like, Uh, you can all be proud of, which none of them are because they're seeking unionization. I know I'm, I'm inserting my own opinions into quoted material and I'm sorry uh, for that, but I don't like any bit of how Activision Blizzard is responding to this. It is continuing this gross overstepping of bounds uh, with them to their employees I understand that they're worried about uh losing control because that's, you know, a union is going to protect its employees and mm-hmm. and this is a company right now that I can say confidently because it's factual in legal documents that they have not been taking care of their employees. Right. And I don't know that anything they say or do now can prove otherwise because they haven't made the changes that they said they were going to make. In fact, They have their board double downing uh, and backing a person who is clearly very harmful to people. Yeah. Proven in legal documents. Like, why are you backing this person? And honestly, Kyle, at this point, I really hope that Activision goes out of business. (laughs) I hate it. I hate this whole story coming out of here. I really wish there were more jobs in the game industry where these people could just go to. Right. And that Activision Blizzard would be struggling because they don't they're not they're not facing the consequences of their actions. And I mean that in a in a uh ownership level, not as a at a ground level. Because right. the only people who are facing those consequences are the ground level people. Yeah. Uh, we well, don't need to get into to union talk if you don't want to. Because I know it could be uh, like a rabbit hole that we get trapped in, but as a as a union employee, sure, there are definitely issues I have with a uh, union and sometimes the way they operate. But having worked in other jobs that have not been union, that have not been union, I cannot overstate how much a union protects you and your well being and your job security
0: well and whether or not you are someone who supports unions suffice to say if the workers at activision blizzard felt like they were being taken care of i promise you they would not (laughs) be actively trying to form a union unions come in to protect employees that's when employees tend to try to unionize is when they feel like they're being taken advantage of. They're not being paid their worth. They're working in harmful conditions. Management is abusive. That's when those things happen. We, and and not to say that there aren't um, places that management was great that unions exist. but In general, if one isn't there already and someone is trying to form one or people are trying to form one, it's because of something like that. So whether or not you agree with them is irrelevant to the point of like, clearly (laughs) bad things are happening. there. so much to so much. So to the point where if you're someone who is against unions and you're like, why would you give up um, your ability to negotiate for yourself? Why would you give up like your self-efficacy in this situation? Because clearly these people see that what's happening is so egregious. They're willing to give that up to fix the situation they're in. Right? Like, And I think that's just really the important thing to kind of keep in mind, whether you're pro or against unions, the situation is so dire that these people feel like this is their best route forward to fix the problems. Right. And, you know, like I said, I I, that's just my thoughts on it. I I think it really very clearly shows um, the gravity of the concern, the gravity of the challenges. Um, And what is hard about all of this is there's never going to be an easy fix. Union, right. non-union, doesn't matter. There's no easy fix to everything that's going on there. Um, if I was a voting board member, uh, which I'm not, I don't own any stock in any video game companies, at least yeah. that I'm aware of. Technically, my <laughs> retirement might. I'm not. I don't yeah. handle my own parts for that. So as far as I, vote, I know, I don't. Uh, I would right now be like, hmm, do we really need to keep Bobby Kotick? Like, I feel like we don't. <laughs> like, nothing good is coming from that for me anymore for my investment um so yeah it
1: well i think it leads to the question what does he have on the board (laughs) because that came up in like discord like like and then he pops up on epstein's manifest for flights like like, oh interesting (laughs) perfect yeah
0: no kidding right like oh i don't man this is just not good and obviously like my preference would be that activision blizzard figures their stuff out and that everyone gets to keep their jobs and gets paid what they're worth and gets to work in an environment where they're respected and cared for, uh, you know, but if that can't happen, um,
1: shut it down. <laughs> well, and, the, and
0: you know, what's interesting. We talked about this in the discord. So feel free to join our discord um, and have enjoy these yeah. conversations with us of like, you know, PlayStation recently acquired another studio and it's very much a, a support studio. And I think it just goes to show, like they just need people like game companies right now need people. Like PlayStation has made a couple acquisitions that very much make it feel like they're just trying to like hire groups of people to work on the games that they already have in progress. Yeah. Like it's not even like about hiring studios to like make new games. It's like, yo, we're working on this stuff and we can't get it done. We need more people. Um, so it seems like there's opportunities. I don't know, but I also recognize that switching jobs is never that simple. It's never as easy of just, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to uproot my life and move to this other place. It doesn't really work that way. But um, yeah, I, I do hope that this helps push them towards improving things. I do also think that it shows that, you know, the the employees and the workers are serious. Like they're not messing around, that they want things to change and they want things to improve. And I think that this really shows that. So, Agreed. Anything else about uh, Activision Blizzard?
1: You know, uh, it, I think the most frustrating part of this is the whole world can see that there's a problem a really big problem and nothing and it seems like nothing can be done about it when it should it just seems like it's so black and white like it should just be like this is bad why can't we just fix it right away like it, right. it really just makes me frustrated to see that people can have to deal with this type of uh quote unquote suffering um on a human yeah. level not even yeah. on a business level like that this isn't just we see we see CEOs step down after like a different person in their company does something bad. Yeah. And now we have this whole thing happening and we they just they just refuse to have one person go away who would probably get a three like three hundred million dollar severance for leaving. Like right. just go away, dude. Nobody wants you. <laughs> You're bad. So yeah. I don't understand why that just can't happen.
0: Yeah. No, I hear you there. So all right. We'll move on then to my second topic again, back to the game awards, but this time talking about the announcements. We're not going to go through all of them because there was a gazillion of them, Uh, but Josh, any announcements you want to highlight, anything that was your favorite, like kind (laughs) of what got you stoked since you, you you know, you loved the show, like what was exciting about it to you?
1: I like that we got a date for Tunic, a game I'm still very much interested in.
0: I will say Uh, the fact that this like kicked off the pre-show was Tunic. That really surprised me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the pre-show still surprises me that they're still doing uh, awards in the pre-show and that they're all world premieres.
0: Yeah, I don't know what separates the pre-show from the show because it seemed like everything was the same.
1: Same idea. Yeah, just Sidney Goodman doing it instead of Jeff. Right,
0: instead of Jeff, yeah
1: um yeah we don't have to run through everything i guess i'm going to pass over the texas chance on massacre game which is essentially just going to be friday the 13th yeah
0: like i said just pick the things that you're most interested in that's fine we don't have to go through Uh, anything at all i
1: was shocked to see the return of telltale and also very happy to see the return of telltale uh i haven't watched the expanse but we have certainly talked about it previously so i think this is going to give me the kick in the pants to start watching it because i really would like to experience a telltale game again even with all the jank that comes with it well maybe they'll is, fix that this time
0: yeah well and this is done in conjunction with deck nine who are the folks who yeah. did the most recent life is strange so yep And that game's great
1: yeah um ooh, okay uh highlights 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 uh there's some weird ones uh hellblade 2 uh if that was gameplay which they said it was man oh man are we in store for a big treat and what games are going to look like next year because <laughs> that was impressive yeah, yeah i felt
0: kind of bad for the large i don't even know what that thing. thing. Yeah, it looked like he was just like out for a swim yeah it was <laughs> just like out for a swim and now we're like throwing spears and lighting them on fire like what
1: the he heck clearly is bad
0: <laughs> i mean maybe i guess i don't know I i'm sure you'll judgment. learn
1: to love to hate him
0: <laughs> maybe maybe but
1: Uh, I was also blown away with the Star Wars uh, cinematic reveal trailer. Uh, I I was like, what is this is going to be awesome Uh, at least. But of course, I also thought this game will never get released (laughs) uh, because that's our history with Star Wars games.
0: (laughs) So at the very beginning for like the first two seconds. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be the Indiana Jones game.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And then they showed an asteroid belt. And I was like, never mind. Nope. <laughs> this is not Indiana
1: Jones. <laughs> Indiana yet. Jones in space. Because you uh, know, like the
0: big drums. And I'm like, oh, this is, yes. be, this is totally. Yeah. And then, uh, no. No, it was that not. That was
1: actually very cool. I really like that. So this is very interesting. um The cinematic looked great. Uh, yeah, a lot of great character, like, not character, but like uh, race reveals and stuff like that for Star Wars. Uh, so I'm, re- I'm really interested to see more from that uh i'm curious about the wonder woman game what it's going to be like
0: i know they yeah, revealed
1: you- some info after um that it's using the nemesis system which i actually think that's awesome
0: yeah i mean that was like the most that i mean that was equ- equivalent to like the wolverine announcement trailer where you're Same like well def- yeah I know nothing about this thing, but I guess I'll play it when it comes out
1: (laughs) in four years. I did say uh, while it was happening, I was wondering if it was going to be modeled after Gal Gadot and it's not. So um, that was really what we learned. It's not based off of Gal Gadot's character. Uh, The Alan Wake 2 trailer reveal trailer, uh, I think blew me away because it's a change um, to the entire gameplay system of Alan Wake. Yeah. And they really play into this uh, very cool, interesting idea of where Alan Wake is in his life. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to um, change his character to the way that the trailer is at least representing him. So that looks really cool. Uh, I thought the Sonic 2 trailer was awesome. <laughs> I thought it looked really cool. Uh I was blown away with Horizon Forbidden West, like the amount they showed for new um, uh, ro- um, robots. I guess we'll call them robots. Robots. The new, the new bosses, the beasts, uh, looked super cool. I'm very excited to fight snake bosses. Oh my gosh, that thing looks so crazy. <laughs> um the destiny 2 trailer was really cool because it went live action uh splitterhead is probably the worst name for a game that has ever existed
0: Oof, that one is rough i agree there
1: <laughs> golem still looks terrible uh we're getting a open world sonic which actually has me very excited <laughs> uh so i'm excited to check that out and we got some awesome gameplay for Suicide Squad Kills, the Justice League, which, uh, frankly, was very surprising to me that there was any gameplay footage. Yeah. So that looked really cool. Spoken looks awesome. I know I'm capitalizing on this. You should probably get in here at some oh, point. Oh, you're doing great. You're doing um, awesome. Uh, they didn't show enough of Dune for me to get excited. I'm really excited for Tiny Teenage Wonderlands still. Uh, yeah, I'm just I smile whenever I see that, uh, because it looks so good. And let's see, let me just mention one more thing because I've mentioned so many things. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, the Halo TV show looks badass. <laughs> <laughs> uh it looks like they're, they're putting a lot of effort into making it authentic and spending a lot of money on these uh spartan suits and they got some good actors on there i think i spied rosamund pike in there maybe
0: mm, yeah
1: um looks really cool there's a lot more stuff i like too but
0: yeah i mean a Plague Tale requiem uh a play the yes. playtail game is great um and requiem looks it looks to also be incredible like I'm um, getting a little information there. Uh you know, obviously everyone was all about the Elden Ring trailer, so that was pretty cool, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I like overall, like I, I thought it was a lot of really good games. Like if you were to tell someone like, "Hey, like here was the third-party lineup for like any, you know, for Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo was like, "Hey, here were the third-party games you showed at your um E3 presser." Like I think people would be super impressed. Like overall, it was a good lineup of games and so i am surprised that so many people were down on the show uh i i do think that there was not a lot of first party stuff like obviously we saw force um hellblade 2 uh which I agreed looks amazing like whew, those graphics um and we saw a little her- horizon forbidden west but there was like nothing from nintendo you <laughs> yeah. know and the other the games that we had otherwise were games we'd already known about and probably games we were kind of predicted would probably be there but I think also because there were rumors of, like, Avowed showing up and, like, all of these other things that obviously didn't happen. But, heck, we got Wonder Woman, a game we didn't even know was going to exist. And that Star Wars Eclipse trailer is hype. Like, oh, goodness gracious. Even, heck, Cuphead, the delicious last course. Like, we got finally knowing that <laughs> DLC is coming. Yeah. Like, two, three years almost later than it was supposed to. Um I, I think overall it was a lot of good stuff. And I think there was something for just about everyone, no matter what type of game you're into. Yeah. Uh, there was a game or two or three uh, that was there and that was covered. And um, yeah, I think it's it's hard to, other than the length of the show, because like I said, for me, it just, it did get a little long in the teeth. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of really great trailers and a lot of stuff I'm really excited to play. Um, So I think overall some good stuff there. Um, and Did you, you see think, Rebecca's tweet? i did that was that was so for
1: for our listeners uh rebecca stone she's at forest minish on twitter she hosts uh, she she co she's on the nintendo shack podcast on the psvg network uh and it was really funny because she was really looking forward to breath of the wild 2 stuff at game awards and after the game awards was over she she tweeted she didn't even tag jeff kelly by the way yeah she just tweeted um when I die, I want Jeff Keighley to lower me into my grave so he can let me down one more time. And he replied, Okay, I'll be there. <laughs> and she has eighty six thousand likes on her on her comment on that tweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where she just goes, I'll never take a bigger L than this, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> so funny. Like, and he's a good sport because I was I showed that to my wife and I was trying to explain to her, like he he gets like any like any person on Twitter, he gets so much hate
0: yeah he does
1: the fact that he like saw her tweet and probably laughed instead of getting frustrated and replied to her really kind of speaks to his character too like how he he has to like try to brush off all of the terrible people and can give some time to people making like a joke well uh, and, it was and like, think, charming
0: yeah and i think the big thing too is you know there were there a lot of ads and things during this there absolutely was but you know what he's got to pay for this thing somehow right oh like, yeah you got to right. Pay that for costs this, a the lot of money. and like yeah <laughs> just like, that stage
1: come, <laughs> right that'll <don't>
0: cost money <laughs> that's got to come from somewhere so um yeah overall like the trailers you know he had said before that there were four or five trailers that were like on par with elden Ring from the year before do you yeah. feel like that that was true for you josh yeah i think so yeah. And I agree. I think so too. Like there, you know, everything you talked about, you know, and obviously there were some other things in there that were smaller that were, you know, like Chia, which is a game I'm actually still really excited and looking forward to and stuff. Yeah. But you know, I'm the fact that Forspoken got a date was awesome.
1: Oh, we um, missed the Guillermo del Toro joke. Yeah,
0: we did. We, <laughs> <that's> true too. <laughs> but yeah, I thought overall, it was a really good batch of games that he showed. I, I, I do struggle a little bit with the, with the, with the hate there and like i said i think the biggest disappointment just was the lack of first party presence sure um but you know what like what can you do like xbox is like firing on all cylinders right now they've had like three great games at the end of the year here playstation is gearing up for a big first part of 2022 big and it's being nintendo you know like they're <laughs> yes. like well, we're gonna tell you when you're when, we, when we're ready and you'll all be there whenever we decide to tell you you will yeah. be there you know so it is what it is but yeah overall i thought he Did a nice job of putting together uh, an impressive list of games, an impressive show of games uh, and slate for people to take a look at. And, you know, maybe not everything's for you, but that's okay. They don't all have to be. At least some of them, I'm sure, are for you. So. All right. With that, we're going to move towards wrapping up the show. So we're going to give you our predictions. Obviously, we record on Sunday nights and we post on Tuesday. So we want to give you you know, one prediction for what's going to happen on Monday that we didn't have the opportunity to talk about. So, Josh, what is your prediction for this Monday?
1: So. It probably won't happen this Monday, but I'll use this prediction until the year is over. Um Battlefield Twenty Forty Two is uh pretty uh much the internet's biggest joke right now, Ooh, I yeah, guess. It's not in good
0: shape. Not in good where shape.
1: Where there's they were they're showing how like Farming Simulator Twenty Two has more current active streamers on Twitch than Battlefield twenty forty two does. Um having it be part of EA means I really think that this is going to hit ba- uh Game Pass. In the next month so we can get more active players and i think it would be the smartest move that ea could do right now because i can go to target today and buy it brand new for 30 bucks right now and that is not good for battlefield 2042 Uh, there's also no campaign which is also not great for people who want to buy the game itself but like the fact that this game is just a month old and is already less than half price or more than half price off, however you want to look yeah. at that uh, wording. Um, and that the game is pretty janky, apparently, according to streamers. Um, I think they could use some fresh eyes, and Game Pass would really help them out in that regard. So I I, I can't imagine they're not considering that right now. I agree. And I would I play it a, if it had Game Pass.
0: That is a, a good prediction. I do think that uh, there's a high likelihood of something like that happening. Uh, let's just take a look while we're here right now.
1: Okay, current um, active streamers. <laughs>
0: current viewers for Battlefield 2042 on Twitch, Josh. 2000. Oh no. <laughs> That's the highest, awful. <laughs> the number the stream with the highest number of viewers has 142 viewers currently.
1: That means there's a lot of people streaming it. <laughs> that seems <Yeah>. high.
0: <laughs> that, that ooh yeah. Um that is that is rough for a game that is not even a month old and that is a multiplayer focus game. Yeah. Um so that's not great. Uh okay Josh, so here here's my problem with my prediction. Uh my prediction leaked. So on tomorrow Monday
1: <laughs> what's that? on your Reddit forums? No,
0: it's like every it's like everywhere. Oh, okay. Um so my prediction I was going to try to guess because tomorrow Monday they're yeah. doing an Asa- uh an Assassin's Creed stream for the next DLC for Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah but what it is already leaked out so i was going to try to guess what oh, it was but okay. they've already leaked what like there's been like leaks of like what it is and it's basically like god of war valhalla essentially really yeah so they're going into Norse like super into norse mythology um so yeah uh which is cool i'm excited about it but now i can't really do that so my other my other prediction now is going to be <laughs> that there's going to be no substantial game news that leaks tomorrow
1: <laughs> what a prediction
0: <laughs> i know nothing is going to happen like this is this ac Valhalla event will happen on youtube that you can watch if you want to yeah but like everyone's going off for break now everyone's yeah going we're in the home.
1: wasteland of season. Uh, yeah like, i
0: think we're i think we've kind of wrapped things up um for the year for the most part so i think it's going to be a pretty mundane monday nothing sure. exciting is going to happen outside of that ac news is what i'm going to say so All right, so with that, we're going to move on to our recommendations for A Well-Rounded Life. Obviously, we're a gaming (laughs) podcast, but we want to leave you with one other recommendation, suggestion, or thing we are into that's helping us live a well-rounded life. So, Josh, what is your recommendation this week?
1: So I thought for sure I was going to be able to recommend this, and you weren't even going to know what it was. And I was going to surprise you. And then after we finished recording Dollar Cinema the other night, Kyle was like, Hey, guess what? I just watched this documentary on Netflix. And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> he watched the same thing I watched. Um,
0: I can recommend a different one if you want me to.
1: No, no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, you know what? I'll recommend if you watch watch this some weeks of Saturday night live, it has Billie Eilish on it. And she did a, uh, moderate job at acting and a good job at performing. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Kyle and I both uh, coincidentally watched this movie on Netflix It's called The Alpinist. And in fact, I was trying to get my wife to watch The Matrix because I'm trying to get, she hasn't seen The Matrix. So I'm trying to get the three movies in before the 22nd so we can watch the new one together. And she was like, I'm not in the mood to watch like something right now. It's late. And I was like, okay. So I just popped over Netflix. I was looking at new stuff and this came up and i was like oh i'll just click on it to see what it is and then we both watched the whole thing which is like an hour and a half long so we could have watched the matrix anyways uh (laughs) but basically it i guess to make a pun it takes the it takes free solo to new heights (laughs) um it essentially is about you know, and I I, f- I forget his name, which makes me feel like a bad person after what happens. Uh, Marc uh, Andre Leclerc. Yes, um, this uh, pretty much homeless Canadian kid uh, just uh, decides to free climb uh, mountains as well. Not too much, not too dissimilar to Alex from Free Solo, um, but he doesn't do it with any training. And it's called the Alpinist because he's climbing alpines, alpines, alpine mountains or mountainous alpine ranges or whatever, whatever the definition of alpinist is. Uh, But if you have seen Free Solo, think Free Solo, but the walls are ice (laughs) and snow and rock. Yeah. Um, One of the most impressive things that happens in this is uh, the fact when they show how not only is he free climbing, but he is also having to carry gear on him which support ice climbing, snow climbing, and rock climbing that he has to change in and out of uh, in between terrain and climbing some of these mountains that he's climbing. Um, they are all different types. Like, And the amount of times I thought an avalanche was going to happen or he was just going to get like buried in snow or he was going to put his ice pick into a block and it was just going to tumble down a mountain. It was very dramatic and impressive. And um, it's just one of those things where it really made me, it really doubled down on my appreciation for what the human body can do. And when you really focus on yourself and nothing else. This isn't a guy who watches movies. He could play guitar. He's also very talented. Uh he, it's not someone who t- watches TV, he watches movies, plays video games. He lives in a tent in the woods with some girl that he was lucky enough to find who also appreciated his lifestyle choice. And he's just content doing that. And it really impresses me when I see people like that, because I know I, I could never be that person um at least not where i currently am in my life like maybe if i had a drastic life event happen when i was 12 i might decide to <laughs> live in the woods and and become the buffest most physically strong person in the world <laughs> uh so yeah the alpinist is on netflix um i highly recommend it if you are at all interested in uh alternative lifestyles and I don't mean it probably in the way that people use that term usually. How, how did you find The Alpinist?
0: Well, I actually found The Alpinist because I was watching a different documentary first. And then oh. once I finished that documentary, it's like, you should watch this one. So I said, okay. And I did. And I actually had, um, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I knew about, but I had <laughs> heard of Marc-Andre Leclerc before sure um so i was like oh this is a documentary about him sweet i'll watch that um and it is like you said it is pretty uh awe-inspiring what he does because if you think of like if you've seen free solo which is obviously i know josh has but listener if you've seen free solo um amazing cinematography you know amazing things that alex connell does in that film um (laughs)
1: They don't even need the opening shot of this movie, what Alex does. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I think that, and what is really ridiculous is, you know, Marc Andre is doing like literally triple the height, but yep. also add, you know, ice, snow, you know. No, no big deal. deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, so it is definitely a, a really, really well done uh, documentary, and they they cover a lot of different things. And um, Brett, who's his partner that he you know, lives in the tent with and stuff, she's also like a completely ba climber as well like yeah. she's a she's a i very, was very, very impressed very, with what she was doing
1: too
0: yeah she's a very skilled climber um what i'm going to recommend then i'm going to recommend something else though along with that another documentary that is on netflix which was the one i watched before the alpinist is 14 peaks okay um so 14 peaks is a, a documentary about nimsdai persia who is a nepali a nepali mountaineer um, and he decided that he wanted to set the world record for summiting all 14 of the world's 8,000-meter peaks. Um, to give you some context, the first person to do this, it took them 17 years to accomplish the task. When um, Nims died, decided he wanted to do it, the current world record was a little over seven years. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to try to do it in seven months. So this is oh. the story of him trying to.
1: That's on uh, Netflix. It's on
0: Netflix. It's I can't find 14, it. Yeah, fourteen peaks.
1: Not on there anymore.
0: It, I literally watched it a week ago.
1: Is it yeah, really not like, on there? The only thing that comes up is Lost in Space and Bear Grylls. You wild out cold.
0: Fourteen Peaks colon nothing is impossible
1: colon. Nope, not on there.
0: Did you put in? Did you type the word or did you put the number? Did both. Oh, well, you know what, Josh? Okay, oh, wait, it's still in- under
1: the kid's account. Hold on. That could be why.
0: <laughs> That's probably why.
1: 14. There it is. I was. Just, I wanted to add it to my uh, yeah. watch list.
0: Awesome. So it is great. Well, like I said, the Alpinist and 14 Peaks, a nice little mountain climbing double feature. Uh, they're both great. So check them out. They're both pretty new on Netflix. Uh, so with that, Josh, what do you say we wrap this show up?
1: Let's do it. Uh, wait, I wanted to ask you, you said you knew about Mark Andre. Did you know, uh, uh, the end of the film? Yeah. Yes, did you I know did. that? Oh, you did. Yeah. So that came as yeah. a total surprise for me.
0: Yeah. I, what I was, yeah. We'll talk I about I don't want to spoil there. anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at board with Fiji, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash board with Fiji. So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithvg at gmail.com. I also got a text saying, that's it? That was all that the email was <laughs> from last <laughs> week? <laughs> so you weren't the only one who felt that way. Uh, we tag our stuff with hashtag boardwithvg, so please use that hashtag as well at all social medias and whatever podcast service you're listening to us on. We encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is whether you're downloading us from the Dice Tower Network feed. I'm missing Pax Unplugged this weekend. I'm so sad. Uh, I was going to e- ask you whether they to the make border of video sad. games feed. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I really wish I went. Uh, and it looks like there's like nobody there, which I mean, in comparison, so it would have been nice, like comfortable atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bummer. Uh, so yeah, you can find me at Why So Serious. Uh, <laughs> PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, and Steam. While I was saying that, I was just thinking, I'm going to have to put my Switch code out again because it's back. So I'll try to share my Switch code in the n- next couple episodes so uh, we can maybe play some games together on the Switch. That could be fun, right? There's games to play on the Switch, yeah. I think. We could just be friends. I get so many friends on the Switch that I never play games with. Kyle, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on all of the usual places Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, all at PsychoCross, C Y C O C uh, R O S S. Kind of like I, I think I've mentioned before, we're running into the end of the year here. So uh, a few of our shows will be recording like really close in succession and then be released, um, you know, on the typical day and time of Tuesday morning. So uh, yeah. you will get both our Games of the Year podcast and uh, the meta fall wrap up will be coming up here it will be kind of be the next ones that you'll be seeing so just be on the lookout for those we're excited to do them um, but if you know what your favorite games of the year are, let us know um, oh, we'll conclude yeah. them um, as always if you have suggestions for future topics be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about and remember everyone whether it be board games or video games never stop games